Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Brit Balling. I'm your host, Mike McGugan, and I'm joined by my lovely angel of the north, Adam Wilkin. How are we? I'm good, mate. How's things? I just wanted to, wanted to ask, mate, before we even go into all the normal intro, why is my Manchester B not at the pub tonight? <sighs> mate, it's, a, it's been a struggle tonight. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I don't, I don't know why I'm here. The guest doesn't know why he's here. You don't really know why you're here. No one's watching at the minute, so I'm sensing everyone doesn't know why they're here. Um, but thanks to the people who are watching. But yeah, I think we might struggle for viewers tonight, mate. I think everyone's in the pub, aren't they? Well, if you're in a local pub and you're all watching this on your phone while it's at the table, speak of the pub, you can't cast this to your screen from the Facebook and the YouTube app. So cast it up to the screen, get it yes, on. Yes, and if, and if you are uh, watching this in the pub, if you show it to the bartender, it's a guaranteed 20% discount, excluding the 20% discount. So just try it. Well, like all so, major, non-major pubs. Yeah, that's it. So, um, but we obviously um, three's never a crowd, is it? So we're moving on mm. in the world, aren't we? We are, mate. We are. We're moving on. I mean, we we did show this yesterday as well, but I think it's great. Yeah, but this is like... this this is for the true Brit balling fans. These are the Monday seven pm. These are the people who don't mess about. Uh, watch this one. You ready for this? So I've been hard working. Uh, well, not hard working. I've been working today. Um, no, you're there. Three, you you bring her in, and now I'm going to change the graphic. Right there, watch this. Bang! Yeah! Our little southern fairy joins us. (laughs) (laughs) I literally can't get over that nickname, it's so funny. (laughs) So, we've got a bee, an angel in the north, and our southern fairy. What else do we need? And you've got your own little graphic in the corner, our tash. We just oh, need so well. I know. Welcome, welcome to Brit Balling full time on a Monday. Obviously, we're not going to subject you to the Monday show as much right now. Um, we we, we are. need we thank the Lord, yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, for, for obviously, Tash is going to come and help us on our Sunday night show. Uh, I think we all need a bit of professionalism on the Sunday night shows. Uh, I keep swearing on it. I keep getting told off. So I think we're bringing in Tash to bring a bit of a serious nature to it. Um, and then you're going to join us on our Mondays once that's out, aren't you? Probably um, to help us review some of the actual Brit balling games and stuff like that, aren't you? Yeah, do a bit of summit, summit. Get a little bit of summit, summit. Our yeah. social media superstar as well. Like crazy amount of interactions on our on our on our social media once we introduced you. Yeah, there was more interactions than Christian Weed or Vernon yeah. Key or anyone like that that's come on the show. Little, little summer like, fairy Tashi Crump. Leo yeah. Crump, joins us. I'm boosting your profile, literally. Uh, You're getting like, your likes are gonna, your likes are going to soar now, just saying. I don't know what it is. It might, I don't know what it is. There's, there's, there's no obvious reason why you're definitely better than us, but I think there is. Not, there is. There she's is. more professional. She's better than me. That's how that's what it is. Isn't it? Really <laughs> that's it yeah. Yeah, she's got a better hairline than you as well. Hey, you know what it is? I've got long for this. It works. <laughs> I, I do have a question for you, Adam. With that hairline, where do you stop washing your face? Um, about, about there. About <laughs> Just like get lost. I've got. I can say this. I've got the solidest hairline known to man. Why are we talking about hairlines on brick ball? Yeah, what is going on? Yeah, yeah, you do. I will be honest. It's like a know. Lego man. <laughs> yeah, that is. Oh he looks like Lego. <laughs> I can just take it off. <laughs> That's how it goes. Oh, I love that. Uh, but, but, go on. 
I, like I, I know that I know that like it's all a big thing, and now they've got Tasha, the social media guru, what she is, and everything. Yeah, but Tash, when are is it just me and you doing a show? Got when we're going to kick Mike out? Like we need to kick him out, like sharpish, don't we? Really? Next week, done. You're off, Mike. Oh, I thought you were going to see it. I'd already done it. There we go. It's done already. No, we'll, we'll bring him back. <laughs> That's it. I mean, to be fair, I was the face of the show, you was the brains, and now Tash can take that mantle. I'm knackered, really. I've not got much going for me. So, <laughs> what do you think? I've got the brains covered. <laughs> Just me. I know. Well, you, compared to me and you, you've got that covered. Well, Tash, it's been, um, thank you so much for, you know, coming on, joining us, and thanks so much for agreeing to join us. Like I said, it's, it's massive for us to get someone like you to join us because we are just two blokes who started this and seems to have got pretty big but we know it's got big when Tash agreed to join us we knew it was and we'll get you some stash I have got to to ask one thing Tash yeah we've got to ask we did have a a comment about a band and we we need we need to have some more more information on the band like what 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 was the band and is it still going the band is not still going um it's 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 done done yeah and we literally did do r.i.p like tops and everything like to say goodbye to it like it was it was a whole thing like um yeah that ended a while ago um were you a singer or like a like a i don't know like musician yeah the only thing i could do was sing so yeah the moment that somebody said here's a guitar i just went I can kind of play this, but it's really bad. Let me just stand at the front. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> found out that was, we found out oh. there was Achilles heel music. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. This wasn't planned. I knew it. <laughs> I don't believe that wasn't planned. You two did a show last night, like thick as thieves. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. There we go. Russ has already commented. See, no comments for us, Tash. You're a busy lady, okay. Coach Russ. I I've uh, even got my, even got. I'm even repping them tonight. So we might need to reconsider this. Higher, Adam. I think we've been outstaged. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Russ. Thanks for saying hi to us as well, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Right. Enough of that. Tash has been lovely. Bugger off. We're not here I'm to. Go. As you, you one thing you know about Brit balling? They're not here to see us three. Probably no. more people here to see you. But thanks for joining us. Let's get the guest on, Adam. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, look, I'll let you start the proper show. This is just yeah, yeah. This was just a pre-show. This is the warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cheers, Tash. Thanks for joining us. Take care. So we, we've kind of made it a bit big time. Welcome to the show, Jason. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Good to see you, gents. Yeah, good to see you. NFL is here on Brit Balling. Yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully, we can make it a good show. Yeah, definitely. We should. Well, it should be. We've got you on, so there's no pressure. They're not here to see us. I can guarantee you, Jason. So if there's people here watching, they're only here for you, mate. Tash is gone, so. and we've lost forty viewers. Just <laughs> <laughs> that. Be back up now. So for anyone watching, Jason, do you want to just give yourself like a little elevator pitch as to who you are? You know uh, why we've got you on and, and that kind of thing, but. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm, I'm Jason Brisbane. I, I currently work at the NFL UK. I'm head of community grassroots development. So I head up all our um, NFL flag um, community activations, essentially trying to grow that in the UK. Um, but previously, I've, I, you know, I was part of London Blitz. I played for the youth team. 
senior team, played GB youth, GB senior, was part of the International Player Development Programme and also spent a season um, with the San Diego Chargers back in the good old days when they did two-a-days. Um, <laughs> so I've got some stories from that. Um, and then also played in Finland, Switzerland, coached in Spain, coached a little bit over here and then and then pretty much wrapped up my, my contact boots in, in 2012. But I've, I've dabbled in a bit of a flag over the last couple of years. Um, yeah? Yeah, that, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I mean, that, that's a fairly big, hefty nutshell. That's some decent, there's some decent, like, little, oh, yeah, do you know San Diego Chargers, you know, a little bit abroad, London Blitz, that, that kind of, so you're pretty big yeah, time. I've got a question, I've got a question, <laughs> see if he's in, have you heard of Gateshead Senators? Yeah, we battered them one year. Oh, <laughs> man, no! 2000 and, 2006 season, no, no, I've got, I'm going to have to say this, this story now, right? So we went, best bus ride ever, it must have been about seven hours up to Gateshead, um, <laughs> And we were playing them, and it was going back and forth. I think you still had, uh, was it Pete? I think Pete was a QB. Yeah. Um, and you had a running back. Um, I remember his name, but he used to talk a lot, didn't he, right? And, and he got me a little bit on a lead, right? He got me a little bit. And then the next play, I absolutely ruined him. And it was all downhill <laughs> from then. And then that, I think that took us to the final. But yeah, no, I've got some, I've got some uh, good good memories from Gateshead. Not the field, but definitely got some good memories. <laughs> Everyone hits on that pitch, by the way. Everyone hits on that pitch. Yeah, that's fairly accurate with Gateshead. I mean, it's not a it's not a Brit Barley show without Gateshead coming up. So yeah, we'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really interesting. Then, so obviously you started at London Blitz. You talk us through. It'd be really interesting just to hear because a lot of people who watch the show are you know trying to make it in the NFL. You know, one of the things we've discovered by doing this show, I'll be completely honest, was. I thought that the end goal for people playing in this country was to play for Great Britain. Now, you find out the younger you get, well, actually, now the goal is to play Div 1. You know, we've just seen a guy, Darren Ag- Ag- Agnew, I think it is, who's just signed for, yeah. for Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame, sorry. Um, so, it, it's crazy where yeah, people... Mate, are not a man. I know, yeah. He's not knocking back Alabama to go play. Like, it's crazy where, where people are going now these days. So it'd be really interested to hear, you know, how that happened for you and just talk us through that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right. I think it is. It's really different now, and there's there's such a different pathway now for when you when you start playing now, and, and you can really see it as well because so many people have been at all those different steps. But yeah, you, you you kind of you know I started playing back in 2000. And, you know, NFL Europe was still around. Um, so that, you know, there was that kind of aspiration there, but it, it never really felt that close um, mm-hmm. when, when I first got into the sport, you know, and and the GB programs. And then when I, you know, I think I played GB youth around about 2001 or something like my last, I think my last year of youth. Um, and, and the program was great then. You know, you had all the NFL Europe coaches involved, um, you know, and some of those were ex kind of London Monarchs guys and you know, Jerry Anderson and all those people. So um, it, it was a really great time then. It was a really, really great time. And kind of, yeah, for, for me, it was kind of, I, I found American football quite late and I was 17. Um, and I wish I'd found it earlier because when I found it, I was like, hey, this is this is it. Like, this is the sport for me. Like, I wish I'd been playing this for the last 10 years, you know. Um, and for me, it was, I just, I, you know, I had a good, I had a decent athletic background. I was really skinny when I started playing. Um, you know, I was probably, I wasn't even 170 pounds probably. Um, but I just loved the game and I loved hitting people and I just, I loved training. So it's kind of, once that all started happening, my kind of just life just kind of went on that trajectory where it was like football just became everything. Um, 
And, you know, so you go from kind of GB youth and then to GB senior. And, and you know, we, we, we won the uh, European Championship group stage in, in Amiens. 2004 you know big shout out to uh, coach rick that yeah that was an, you know an, an incredible year um you know an incredible tournament and then that's when i got scouted um from nfl europe um and then everything kind of just 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 kind of went from there really and what was that that so you got scouted from nfl europe then what what happened from that point so you get you kind of you get scouted um what what happened from that point on was it just a bit of a blur or what happened oh, oh no oh, oh no it was it was a nightmare um, <laughs> so, so that all, that all four season, it was, it was, um, the, the starting port for quite a lot of us, right? So that was, um, you know, there was guys like Jermaine Allen, Sean Smith, Danny Watts, um, a load of us all kind of that 2004 combine, we all, we, we all kind of went into it. Um, and pretty much everyone who, who did well, you know, who you thought would do well, did, did well in it, right? Um, but I was doing the combine in, in an old pair of Air Max 95s. So, um, you know, my short shuttle was rubbish. My 40 was rubbish. Like, my, my positional drills were rubbish. So everyone got invited to camp, and and I wasn't. So there was very much, right, how come, how come prison isn't, isn't at camp? And I was like, oh, I'm not at camp. So that was kind of like, right, and to sort your life out, sort your footwear out. Um, yeah. yeah, moving. So, but during that period, they said, hey, look, you're not playing linebacker anymore. Um, you know, you're never going to make it NFL Europe at, you know, six, three, 180 pounds. <laughs> so yeah, so you've yeah. got to go for the safety. So I spent the next kind of British season um, at, uh, at safety. Um, and, then we, and, then it was another, and then it was another combine. Oh, no, tell a lie, tell a lie. We got invited to um, an, another camp in, I think it was February or something in Germany. Um, and it was all right. It was okay. But I just wasn't enjoying safety. Um, so then again, just got in the gym, eating what have you, got to the next um, set of trials, kind of end of 2005, and it's like, right, Jason, you're not heavy enough to play linebacker, but you, and I'd gone, I'd gone up to about 205, 210 then, and he said, you're yes. not heavy enough to play linebacker, but you're, and you're too slow to play safety. I was like, oh my God, give me a break. I'm trying, guys, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. So I had another camp, you know, still went to Germany, I had a good couple camps, great. Um, and then I think that takes us kind of to 06, and that's when really things really started to change. So, you know, you know, broke the 220 barrier, 220 barrier. Um, you know, things were great that season as well. Um, with the Blitz, you know, we got to our first final. We lost against the O's, but I was like the Blitz's first final as well. Um, and then, and then yes, yeah, so then we had that final, that next camp. And then actually that year, NFL Europe finished. So... Mm. We're all kind of thinking, oh, bloody hell, all this work we've been doing over the last however many years, it's all down the drain. But they kept the international player program going. So, yeah, then went to Combine again, did far better at the Combine, did really well. Uh, had the the Germany camp, which, oh no, they moved all the camps to Spain. So we did a ton of different camps in Spain, like all across the year, um, all across the year. And, and then through that essentially, you know, year-long process, um, nearly that's how they started making the decisions about who's going to go, you know, who's going to get um, the, the the practice squad spot. So I think there was, I want to say there was about 12 spots, but from people like right across the world. So, you know, guys from Japan, from Holland, from France and things like that. And um, yeah, and then I think everything just kind of, I kind of just, everything just kind of fell into place for me in terms of being, being you know, mentally ready, physically ready, yeah. Um and then, and then, yeah, we go through. But, you know, once you get to NFL, then you think you're ready. 
Yeah, you're not ready. You ain't ready. <laughs> you're not ready. <laughs> that, that's the face of a man who wasn't ready. <laughs> Dude, listen, right? So sometimes people ask, I always get a question, I hear this question quite a lot, right? They say, how different is it from, you know, Premier League, um, like Prem football in the UK and the NFL, or even like GFL and the NFL? How different is it, right? And I'll the only way I can reference for that for you. It's like a portion of Mondeo, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what it is. <laughs> the, the way I would describe it is, remember when you got to year 11 and then you saw the year 7s and you realised they're so tiny and just crap yeah, yeah, and yeah. annoying, yeah? yeah? It's like that. The NFL's year 11 and you pop in and it's like, we're all year 7s, maybe even year 6s. <laughs> yeah. um, it's 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 huge and I think the game's changed massively since I, like, since I was there. Um, I was going to say, about like, 2 or 5, you would have been okay now. You did a quick linebacker. There's a place for you now. <laughs> <laughs> You got you got guys like Captain Under, like even under. I think the Falcons had a guy at one ninety. I think that's playing yeah, linebacker. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, the games. You know, those days you still had the a gap fullbacks yeah, cracking yeah, cakes two yeah. a days. You know, and it makes me feel old because I was like, oh, in my day when we had training camp, <laughs> we did two practices a day. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I think the fundamentals of the sports hasn't changed though. You know, ultimately no. it's still going to come down to. Um, you know, obviously, all things being relatively equal in terms of being a good athlete, right? You still got to understand the game, but like you still got to understand it. The, the mental side's never going to change. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's always, you know, comes down to who makes the less, least amount of mistakes. And a really interesting point you made there, and just to step back a bit, because it's not something I'll ever understand. I can absolutely show you when, when you hear my point. Uh, but bulking up and putting on weight, Something I'm pretty good at, I'll be honest with you. But yeah, probably I'm not the kind well, of man. not the kind of weight you was putting on. So talk to me because that, that will be a thing for a lot of guys. I, I I can I know that for a fact. You know, there'll be a lot of guys now watching or will watch back at about that 180, 190, but do you know play linebacker. What's that, what do you have to do? Because the easy thing, go and eat loads of pizzas, right? But that doesn't put you in the right position to, to be two twenty lean playing NFL style football. So what, what does that look like? How, yeah, how do you achieve something like that? And, and and to be fair, actually, when I when I actually got there, I was two thirty six, so I yeah. put on about fifty six pounds in yeah. about four years. And when I left, I was actually two forty six, so I put on like sixty pounds. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the, I think the key thing about it is it needs to be good weight. Like yeah. it needs to be good weight. It's probably better to put weight on a little bit slower than it is to just crash it on, because yeah. a lot of the time that quick weight isn't going to be good weight. Um, no. And also, you need like your body needs time to adjust as well. So if you're not training well, like guys will just get in the gym and eat loads, protein shakes, whatever it is, right? Ice cream. And they put on all this weight, right? And then they forget that they need to run. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. it's like, so, I mean, we were fortunate. We had, you know, we had a good, you know, NFL Europe kind of training program that we had. And we, we had some trainers that kind of, you know, we worked out two, three times a week with, with a group and things like that. But it's like, I think you, you, you you, like there's enough resources on these days as well, like online and everything like that, to, to know how how to, you know, what what's the correct amount of calories you need to eat. And you really need to know that. Like I used to think, yeah. so I used to be kind of, oh no, I'm one of those guys who can't put lots of weight on. Like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm a hard gainer. Now it's bollocks, yeah. it's all bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. It, it, it's just maths, right? You got to understand your calories and you've got to track those kinds of things. And, and that was the, I think that was the biggest learning for me in terms of, body composition like you think you're eating a lot you're probably not you're probably not mm. eating a lot like, you know those people say oh this person eats loads and they never put on weight they don't eat loads like, I bet they don't yeah, yeah. But, and, and it's like so you've really got to understand your calories you know do meal diaries for like the first 
you know, I had to do them for about for about two months to like really started understanding because you kind of eat the same things all the time, right? Like more or less, right? You pretty much eat the same thing. So once you start doing that, then you, you can like look at a meal and be like, hey, that's 800 calories, like, and you can get to that point. So then you know how to eat. And so if you don't have to eat properly and you've never tracked your calories, you're gonna struggle to put weight on. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah, taking yeah. it off as well. Well, I suppose for me, putting on weight, it's never been a problem. I've been slowly building weight for the past 30 <laughs> years. I'm pretty good at that. But no, but like you said, it's putting on that, that right weight in it and how you put it on. So it's, you know, yeah, like you said, you was 246 there from one night. That's, you know, 60 pounds or whatever that is. That's not 60 pounds what I could put on. That's 60 pounds of, that's muscle, that's working hard as well. So you're losing fat and a lot of that is turning it into muscle, but then filling that in the right way, isn't it? And it should be. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, finishing the NFL that, that year I had at 246, I was like the strongest I've ever been, the fastest I've ever been, the most flexible I've ever been, the most yeah. agile I've ever been, and also the heaviest I've ever been. So it, yeah. it's just about, you know, how hard you, like, you've got to train right, you've got to train well, and, in, and you just, you really just got to monitor all these things. And if you need, and doing it by yourself and trying to work it out by yourself is quite hard. Um, yeah. so having a trainer or, you know, or, you know, it's probably worth investing like a couple hundred quid in a personal trainer that knows what they're doing, like, yeah. um, to, to try and help you develop that stuff. And then if that gives you the foundation, you can go off and take it, then you'd be in great shape. Yeah. And, and one of the other things I did want to tap into is that actual journey once you're there, you know, what is that actually like? Cause I think of it as. I can only see it as that I'm going to be sat next to Tom Brady. You know what I mean? I'm going to be there. Me and Tom are going to be sat. He's going to be chucking the Super Bowl trophy to me. We'll be on the boats. Me and Gronk will be out partying. <laughs> but, you know, in, in real in real terms, that grind of getting there, I bet that's nothing compared to when you're there. I'm assuming that's when it actually starts. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, because the, the, the international player program is is back now. It's the, you know it's called the player pathway program now, and, and and it's actually a much better set up program now than it used to be. Because those guys go in in April, they go in just after a draft. They, you know they go in all the other time with the same rookies, so they've got a lot of time to kind of ease into it. When we went out, um, we went straight in at in, in to training camp, July training camp. So everyone's three months ahead of you um, on a playbook. Um, and you're just situated right, right here you go jump in bosh and training camp is the most high pressure point of of like you know before you count the season in right because you've got 90 guys 100 guys whatever it is 40 of them are going to get cut um and even though you know it was the practice squad place and and we knew we were going to be there that that environment is still there right you've got guys literally fine to put food on the table so it's you're trying to navigate through who you can ask for help for who's actually just trying to get a job um, and everything in between. Um, I suppose it's like, and it's hard to, you wouldn't ask, because you're right there, who do you ask, you know, advice for? If you was at a job interview, you're not going to ask somebody who sat there, you know, if you're in a big group job interview, hey, mate, what's, what did you put for the answer for this test? You'd be like, piss I off, I ain't telling you that. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't tell you. I'm like, like you said, like, you've got kids and wife to feed at home. Like, you know, dare I say, by not telling you that makes me look better. Like, yeah, but you're yeah, a prick, but... Mike. That's what it is, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're going to hear the accent really on and they're just going to be like, nah, he's not going to chance anyway. So we'll just... Um... <laughs> Yeah, but like, that is a tough one to, na- to navigate. And, and lucky, you know, some of the some of the more veteran guys and some of the other guys, there's actually way more nice people than you think. And, a, yeah. a, and a, 
the majority of them are the guys that have got some of the longer deals as well. Like they all like will help you. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard and because it, it's you know people said, oh, do they you know do you get is it like the army? Do you get broken down and build yourself up? It's like well, no. If you get broken down, you, you're a broken car and you get swept away and thrown in the garbage. You know, like if you know for me, I'd always say like camp was the most physically and mentally demanding period of my entire life. Like it. To, to replicate that level of stress where you, you know, you're three weeks into camp, everything's sore. You've had t- some terrible days. They're throwing plays at you. Like, and you just, you, you just, you just don't have a choice. Like you can either just fold, <laughs> you can just fold or, or you just find a way to get through and you just literally just find a way. And it's, you know, it, it's, 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 uh, yeah, I find it hard to describe because it's just crazy. Yeah, I'll tell you what, right, this might sound daft and I'm going to say this quietly, but I'd take that over me forgetting to do the dishes in this house, like, not even like, they're stressed, they're stressed, I'm t- just kicking off now, man, I'm telling you, because I should have to sleep in my bed, I built this room, man. <laughs> no, that, that, that's really true, because you don't, I mean, obviously, we have to portray the message of it's going to be the best thing ever you get there, but... Just hearing that shows that it, whilst I'm assuming you have to pinch yourself, like that's a long, you know, you two a days, it's long days. I'm assuming because you are in that situation, you're British, you're three months behind the playbook. When everyone else finishes, I'm sure your head's in the playbook and sleep's really important in that instance. And you're in a foreign environment and, you know, just, just everything I could imagine would just be so alien to you from what you, you've gone from probably being one of the best players on your team as well, don't forget, one of the best players in Europe at that point. To them being the practice squad kid, up, you know, in San Diego, like, how, how was that like? As well? what, what did that feel like? Is it, I'd say the practice squad piece is, is all right because it's kind of like because that doesn't kick until the season starts, and then you also yeah. got another eleven guys with you as well. So, and you're, and when you're practicing, you're practicing against the first team. So, yeah. like, so you know, I, I was there training against. So I got Ladainian Tomlinson, Phil Rivers, like Antonio Gates, like. You know, Vincent Jackson, RIP, you know, like, yeah. so you're kind of thinking this is a great flipping experience. Like, I'm playing, yeah, yeah. I'm practicing against and helping the best, like, some of the best players in the league prepare. Yeah. But to your point, yeah, you kind of rock in and you kind of think, yeah, I've got this. Like, and, yeah. and I had my first week of camp, we come in rookie camp, and I, and I was doing well. Yeah. And then it's like, you get into the first week when all the veterans back, and like, oh, this is a bit harder. <laughs> and then the information just starts flowing. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm drowning. Yeah. I'm, I'm drowning right now and you just it's 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 like it's a it's a tough pill to swallow because you're so used to just being able to get away with things with your, with your athletic ability yeah, and you realize actually you can't because everyone else is a great athlete so actually you've yeah. really got to know what you're doing but when your days start at 6 30 a.m and finish at 10 p.m and you're knackered you're like how do i but trying to balance the priorities of playbook and sleep like yeah <laughs> it's hard man yeah, crazy. it's absolutely crazy. I, like I said, there's nothing that can prepare you for it, is there? That, that's the thing. Um, and, and how is that different now? Because obviously, you mentioned obviously the International Pathway uh, Programme now is slightly different. And Do you have any part in that at all right now? Or what's your, look, Let's take a step back. What's your role within the NFL now and how does it entail um, sort of grassroots and, and that kind of thing? I'm assuming will help some of that. Yeah, so I mean, so yeah, so I started back in 2017. Um, and I was actually part of when the NFL we we had our had had our uh, presenting partner Subway. So, what a part of that deal um, was actually taking our flag program out of London and turning it into a national program. So, 
and so that, and that's, and that's essentially when I, when I came on board. So, you know, working with primary schools, some secondary schools, and really just introducing flag into it, you know, we kind of evolved the program from, you know, sending university students in. So, you know, we worked with kind of Bristol, Birmingham, Leeds, Manchester, um, and eventually Portsmouth as well to train up some of their guys to, to run this 12 week program. Um, and then kind of, uh, evolved it into actually just training teachers so then we could actually scale bigger um, and it was more sustainable as well. Um, so what, so, and then while that was happening, the, the NFL Academy got set up as well. So kind of don't necessarily work directly on that, but I work with some of the guys, you know, when we're working across that kind of setting goals, that kind of strategic level, being that person who can kind of step from the outside and say, hey, you know, can, can check and challenge some of those pieces. Um, and then with IPP, I'm yeah, not massively involved in that, but I talk with Will Bryce and whatever we talk about the players that are going in. You know, spent kind of last year, spent a few weeks out there, um, just kind of seeing what they're doing and getting involved. So I think what we're trying to do better kind of in the NFL is is making sure there's that that kind of thin kind of golden thread running through all these kind of programs and, and trying to see where one can feed the other. And I think definitely from a flag standpoint, that's going to definitely help feed the academy because people are going to be in, and then even the you know the the the, the Baffer league as well right more people that get introduced at a young age you know not everyone's going to keep, keep playing but it's going to be more than was you know perhaps 10 years ago because we've got yeah. lots of, lots of do you do you have like a goal of i know you obviously do like heavily in the flag side of things at the minute but do you ever have a goal of maybe going like high school contact league sort of thing as well do you ever have that sort of the, the, the thing with the thing with contact right is it, it's like a lot of heavy lifting with contact right I mean if you think you know you look at the academy right and I mean let's let's even stick the academy to side right if you want a, a robust football program right you want positional codes for every single coaches for every single position right um and you need the time to be able to do all the other pieces film and all that right so just that structure alone and to get enough people in the UK that can do it to a level that is, is going to add value to, to the money for the amount of investment it's going to cost. It, it, it's tricky, right? There's there's not that many people in the UK that someone would trust you know, a six-figure investment to, to run a team with. Like, no disrespect to anyone or anything like that, but it's, 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 a, it's a big, heavy ask. So I think for us, really, it's looking at, you know, I mean, the academy sits there with only 80 players, but if we can just get more people playing the sport and, you know, in a kind of broader sense as well, if we can work with teams, bathroom, what have you, to support the development of of teams and players and coaching, what have you, like, that's what it's about. And I think everything, that, once that kind of gets a real good saturation point, I think then we can start really talking about high school, high school contact, but flag will definitely be first. I mean, for me, the way that things are at the minute in buffer in general is we've got far more adult players than what we have kids playing the sport. And that's completely the wrong way around. If you look at every other main sport in the country, it's completely the opposite of that. So I think the flag sense of things in getting kids playing younger is a massive part about growing the sport. So for me, I'd love to I'd love to see more of it. Don't get us wrong, I really would. We had um, a few of the flag GB coaches on the on a show yesterday and we were talking about that and for me I'd just like to see a like a, a huge like tournament of it like our kids over here at the minute we're not in I'm talking buffer wise not NFL here by the way so I, I apologize but we don't we don't really see many teams with like a, an under 13s flag team for example there's not many of them around so is, is there a way that 
we can push that, like, or grow that to make make those numbers flip. Because for me, I think the only way this sport can grow in this country is if those the we have more kids playing than what we have adults. For me, oh no, I, I think you bang on. I think you bang on. I think um, I think the, I suppose the the program historically is right. It's a kind of a chicken and egg thing, right? You won't have under the thirteen team or under twelve teams, cadets or what have you. But then where are you getting your kids from? Right, because it's not an established school program. Now, what, what we managed to do is, you know, we, you know, we just put flag into about 300 schools in the UK. Um, obviously, Jagtag are doing their piece as well, um, and we're looking to extend that. So, you know, we we work quite close with, um, you know, Pete Ackley over the last kind of years, and we're, and we're really looking at see actually, okay, how do how do we bring this all together? Because the the American football community is not big enough to work in silos. Yeah. It's really not. So, we ultimately know we've created this this platform. Obviously, we probably created more kids than teams can can handle right and but and pete understands that as well though pete knows that flag is the future of the sport essentially to keep it going so i, I think things are definitely going in the right direction and i think the schools element is is critical to that because if you can have kids playing it without having to choose to play it i.e it doesn't have to be a uh, you know after school club it's literally just part of pe how we've been introducing yeah. it that's how you get kids to play well i didn't know i was going to like it but now i've played it i actually want to like it i, I want to play it Oh, there's a there's a team down the street. Let's let, let me join. And it might again. You have thirty kids in a school. You might only have five kids might want to go into a, into a team, right? But if you, if that's five kids a year, you know, with a little turnover going up the age groups, suddenly you've got a, you've you've got a pipeline of, of kids. And yeah. I, I've got a, a fairly deep question, and I'm I'm actually fine if you don't want to answer this one from the NFL perspective. But how much do we think the impact that contacts have? We've all seen the films what contact has on you know on NFL players and you know CTE and and that level of physicality and contact whilst it's the best thing to watch in the world and we all love that do we do do you believe that the heavy promotion of flag is because it is less contact and it's a more safer way to play the sport and enjoyment at that younger level or is it just primarily because it's it's easier and cheaper to set it up that way you know what is the big push to flag if the NFL is full contact, if that makes sense. Do, do we think that's yeah. a, if you get what I'm saying? No, so, no, so you know, no, I get you on that. And I think, I think there's two sides to that, right? I think there's two yeah. sides to that. I think I think we, we definitely can't ignore the, the, the concussion elements and those that we definitely can't ignore that. And that's and that's definitely um, a, a affecting people entering the sport, right? Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's definitely that. that threat. And I think it's very similar with rugby now as well. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and, it's, and it's even in some and it's you know soccer about about headering and things like that right yeah, yeah, so yeah. so and flag's always been there so yeah i think there's definitely people saying hey well look you know how can we still get people playing the sport because you know if you look at if you look, if NFL, how we talk about growing fans and growing the sport right no matter what form of american football you play if you start enjoying it you're going to watch the nfl right so if we can have more people playing, we can have more people involved in the sport, you know, and if they transition to contact, great. But if they're not, they're still part of the sport. They still want to watch the sport. They still want to be fans. And, and the sport can continue to, to grow and thrive just in a slightly different way than it did, than it did before. And look, and, look and, and there's a part of that as well. Look, those guys, the NFL's a business, right? So those guys then go buy merch and they fund, you know, the NFL, don't they? That, that's a part of the NFL as a business, isn't it? That, that's okay to be admitting of that, you know, if they're watching, they're spending and they're invested in the NFL, which keeps it going and keeps the telly, keeps it such a premium what we look at, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, let, let, let's be honest, right? Every sport, you know, every sport is, you know, that needs needs to have fans 
to get them to stadiums for yeah. us to actually have the teams and everything like that, right? But then it's just that next bit. So, you know, if, if fan growth continues and then the NFL can still invest internationally, what have you, then we can still invest in local programs, international programs, what have you. And then all these local grassroots teams, baffers, GFLs, whatever you can all then benefit from that because the more fans, the more money, then actually we can start, you know, investing invest into the future as well. I mean, for me, the, the big thing that gets me on flag, I, I do like flag. I coach a contact and then I coach in schools flag football. But the the reason I like flag is the fact that, that I've gone to schools and there's kids that can't even afford boots. Never mm-hmm. mind, they couldn't they couldn't get a helmet or nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, so they can't even afford to wear a pair of boots and they went trainers with holes in and like, it's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, how am I supposed to get these kids to buy a helmet or shoulder pads if we were going to play something like that? So flag football is the cheapest way that they can do it. You can even go down the route of you don't even have to wear belts. You can just do a tag version or whatever, whatever you want to do. Like, it's just, you need a ball. A ball and... I tell you what, and you can get a fantastic ball from our sponsor, AP Sports, with all the roofs on it and stuff like that. Yeah, it's true, though. <laughs> it's, you're right, though. You're bang on. It, it's, it's the easy entry point. It's the easy entry point to just try it. If you, you know, you, you don't want to do... I mean, I never played flag growing up. Um, and I know there's this divide sometimes of people who haven't played flag necessarily kind of like, oh, flag, you're playing it because you yeah, know yeah. what it is, whatever you are. Yeah, but yeah. actually, when you play it... There's nowhere to hide. Like in contact, you can hide. You can't hide it, flag. No, no, no. You can't hide. Yeah. Like, you're, you're going to get gassed. And when you're tired, like, everyone's going to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's but, true. Like, it's, great entry point, it's, the perfect, it's the perfect entry point. You know what it is? We had Phoebe on there. Um, so we had done a partnership show yesterday. So if you haven't watched that, go check it out on the Bafka Facebook page or nice YouTube. Little, little plug. Get my plug in. And we had Phoebe on there yesterday, and she was talking about, and as well as the other coaches, about how they're trying to get flag in the Olympics. That's mm-hmm. huge, man. Yeah. That is huge. If that if that happens, that is crazy. Game for the yeah, that's a game changer. That's Would you guys? Is that something the NFL are pushing? Uh, is that something you guys support, or is it just the UK side? What what what's that yeah, about you guys? Yeah. So there's a lot of conversation coming out from York, um, our kind of uh, chief commercial officer, who's been working with IFF and, and over the years. Is, yeah, has really been is is really pushing that, and it's definitely an aspiration because ultimately, yeah, it it, it changes it changes it changes the game. It changes the the awareness of the sport, um, and every and you know and everything. And you you look from a kind of a, a local level as well. Suddenly, if you know, because realistic as well, you look at kind of GB women's team and what have you, right? Flag team, they're like what number number two in Europe, like number eleven in the world or something like that. So there's like real possibilities of earning medals as well. So you, you get that into the Olympics and, and they continue to do well. Suddenly, the funding for the sport changes massively. Um, and then if that happens in multiple regions around the world, you look again, you look at top level NFL, there's more people talking about American football, but you're talking from grassroots level, you've got all these new people playing. Um, and and said so everyone wins. Can you yeah. imagine the US team? Would they do it like a basketball team? Can you imagine? We all know if there's if there's gonna be a flag football in the Olympics, it's who's who's competing for silver and bronze. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, we can't imagine just Mahomes rocking up with his two flag belts on. Man. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, that's a show. Don't worry, we've got a question for that later on. Don't yeah, worry we are. That. Do you want to bring up that question from Ray? Ray, sorry. From Ray, yeah. So yeah. I'll bring this up. You can read it out because it's massive. Hey, man, we need far more youth teams across Bathurst in the UK. Starting at schools is fundamental for this. It'll be a slow drip period for schools getting into community clubs, but I agree it's most sustainable approach. Getting kids into flag as young as possible for primary school is the only way we'll ever compete on a national level with the likes of America. 
um, in in flag, we get the ball in the hands, homing the skills, and basically fall in love with with the sport sport a lot earlier. And so I read that out for anyone listening on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, <laughs> we're back on there now. <laughs> this Jason was seamless. We're getting good at this now. I mean, uh, so no, so I, I suppose just somebody just agreeing to the point there, isn't it? In terms of get the yeah. get the get the egg shaped ball in the hand younger, where they're, they're throwing it forwards and not catching it sideways like in rugby. So yeah. And let's not forget, right? Let's not forget that the, the UK, you know, because I feel like with if you flag it's Olympics, right? Not all the kids who play on that will, would necessarily always be the kids that play from primary school, right? They might be your crossover athletes, your ex sprinters, or or what have you, right? So there's this is you know that it opens up a whole new pool. Um, you know, you think about back, always think back to like London 2012, you know, all these random people now playing, playing handball and crossover and playing all these different sports. And I think that's what it opens up, right? And if you suddenly got all these ex, you know, people might play basketball in a college or what have you, right? You know, there's, I mean, we, we've got loads of, you know, UK people in the NFL right now, like performing and starting, right? So you, you could easily transfer that into flag and have those same quality athletes. Not necessarily, you know, your hand in the dirt, guys, but everyone else. Do you know what I mean? It's um, yeah, it's big upside. I mean, if if you are watching and you're part of a, a school's program, or if you're watching and you want to be part of a school's program or anything like that, and speak to your local school, the more the more receptive of foot like flag football and what you think for a start. Like when I go into a school, we've had teachers come up to and say that like kids' handwriting and things got better because they're using catching the ball and things now rather than mm-hmm. kicking it. So it's a big thing for schools. Like you've got to remember sports that involve using your hands is normally like a summer sport, like cricket and things like that, or maybe basketball. But football's different. It's just different. Yeah. And teachers love it. Absolutely yeah. love it because it really does help from going from this and catching a ball or throwing it to picking up a pen and writing. But honestly, it is huge difference. And I think I think one one definite thing about I mean look, we all, we all know we all love the sport right and it's one thing that really resonates well what we found with schools and teachers is is the set play nature of the sport right changes the the entire school environment because kids have to communicate intentionally now it's not just flip free flowing and then the best kids just deal with it right it's and 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 that's a real good selling point for teaching when we talk about introducing values and things like that because you can say hey look all right we've stopped here now it's not forced this is the game. Everyone's got to listen to so and so, and it could be a boy or a girl. Um, and 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 teachers love that. They say, "Wow, we've we've not seen the kids interact in that way." Um, so you talk about the whole kind of values element. It, it really sits heads and shoulders amongst um, other other sports. Teachers looking at Ofsted as well when they go, "Wow, what can we do in PE? Leadership awards? Oh, how can we get that? American football? Tick done. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Straight away. Um, Massive think- boost for all schools." Just, uh, just going back to your your point, obviously about you know being on San Diego Chargers and, and obviously the practice squad. Do you feel it's a question I always have for anyone who you know is involved in the NFL at all? Do you feel like there's obviously we've just got the NFL right, and then it's kind of like nothing. Do you feel like you know we need a void in there that we need like that middle ground? I know there's been the XFL and I know there's oh, there was something the AAF last year and there's the XFL or whatever. Do you believe the NFL should be champion or something like that at that mid-level to, to help the development of the sport or do you think because we just want that elite level NFL You're going to get Roger on his phone call soon by the way. <laughs> Big Rod ringing up. I think it's a tough one. I think it's a tough one, right? Because I think that the, as I said, you know, you look at, for example, if we talk about NFL Europe, for example, right? You know, you had yeah. guys like James Harrison and Kurt Warner came out of NFL Europe, right? Yeah, that, exactly. that year of development really supported them. So I, I think there's definitely a space for it. 
it's just it's not going to be cheap now now you have seen that elf that they're starting up in germany um and you know i think they've got aspirations of being that we'll we'll see how that goes right but i think i think there's definitely there's definitely space for that just tier down or even a couple tiers down where it's like you know it's still competitive there's still lots of people i I think there's space for it but whether the nfl will fund it I, i I think it will depend on how much it then actually benefits the development of players who can then transition to that or maybe take a year off and come back in. Yeah. I'd just no. like to see more events like up and down the country. You know, it's, it's very London based, and which is obvious because London's a massive Morgan things. But for me, I'd like to see. I know you've done your, your subway programs and things like that before, and you've had like tournaments all over, which is fantastic. But I just lo- I'd love to see that. Like every school year, we're doing this. We've got teams from here, teams from this. The final's going to be in this place one year, this place the year. I mean, COVID's ruined frigging everything. But I'd love that one. Like, I'd love it. Yeah, we we, we, we had, I think that COVID year, we had, I think we planned to run our, our kind of national championship in Manchester because that 2019, we ran it in, in, in Tottenham Stadium, um, that brand new stadium. That was 10 out of 10. Um, and we, yeah, we wanted to run it up, you know, we looked at a couple of different um, locations. So again, moving forward to 2022, I think that, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of appetite to really push, push flag. I think, you know, we're getting pressure from the U S as well saying, Hey, look, international, we need to make it happen. So I think, I think the future's looking good for, for flag and, and football overall in this country. Yeah. So that's a great point. It's funny because I was at my first training session back yesterday and we was just watching uh, some of the receivers from Roots. It's really funny. So I know I've been to a couple of flag sessions, more for cardio for myself than anything. And you can see when a flag guy's running a route, how crisper it, cleaner it is, you know, than just a standard rookie because they have to cut on a dime. It has to be, you know, it has to be time to perfection. So you get away with it a little bit more, don't you? At contact, you can you yeah. can get a there's more space and you know, it doesn't have to be as crisp because yeah. you know, just, you're, you're, you're a lineman, no disrespect to certain linemen, right? You're only going to move a handful of yards sometimes if you want to be lazy, right? But yeah. in, in fact, you, you you've know. played gear, Tim. Have you seen how many times we've got to pull? Do <laughs> <laughs> more yards than the receivers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no disrespect to a lineman out there. I know you guys work hard. But, but you know, def- I think definitely, I think there's definitely a space where you know, more more teams should even use that as a preseason thing because guys don't always just want to do boring running. But if you get people running routes all the time and playing games, like yeah, yeah. we that, did it yeah. to, to finish our session yesterday. That's O line, D line, like a pass killer. But it was like we were running routes, and it was, we call it ninja cardio, sneaky cardio. Just get it yeah. in, have some fun. <laughs> no, it's, um, no it's, it's great. It's great. No, but to be fair, one of, one of the questions you know I did want to ask you. Was obviously you, you kind of where you sit now. It has the game changed too much. Where oh no, sorry, is the game at the right place for British guys to be looking to the NFL now? Do you think there is more cleaner paths now for for British guys? And and you know what what is it that they can do now to to you know get into the league other than what we know as the international pathway program? Is there anything else that maybe they don't know about or anything like that? Well, I mean, I'd always say, you know, international player pathway is is the exception to the rule, right? Yeah. So I think I think IPP should never should should never be an aspiration because it's okay. those are like the cherry picked people from right around the world, right? And okay. nine times out of ten, you're probably not like it's just not there's not even enough numbers to even accommodate. You know, they took twelve out this year. You know, yeah. it was nine last year, and you're talking about across the world, right? So if you're going to call yourself one of the top ten athletes, American football, or even overall athletes in the world, like 
a fine margin, isn't it? Yeah. But if we're talking about getting to high school and we're talking about getting to college, like that's a completely different ball game. And I think mm. co- coaches are, are now, you know, especially with you know, a, a bit of decline of contact in the States, coaches are way more um, open now to get international guys. And you've got so many international guys doing well now in, in, in yeah. college as well. So I think, you know, definitely at young, like younger guys, I think, you know, High school, JUCO, college is is a, is a, is is probably the preferred pathway. It's probably yeah. the preferred pathway because you know, you you can go to like a, a any old kind of school that you know you're a bit of a good athlete and you can get loads of loads of you know, play loads, get some great film, and then suddenly you get recruited. Like obviously yeah. that's the dream, but yeah, yeah I, w- I would definitely say kind of if you're if you're a youth guy, I think you know obviously you want to keep people in the in the game over here, but mm-hmm. I think. You know, trying to go down that high school um, collegiate route is, is it's not straightforward, but it's there. And if you're athletic enough, um, you know, the, the, and you can prove that, guys will take it. And if you're all looking to go down the JUCO route, you can check out on Facebook and YouTube our episode with Coach John Beam from Last Chance You Go back and take a look. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny, actually. It's funny you mentioned that because from that episode, it's, we, we're flabbergasted. So what happened is we had Coach John Beam from Laney College and Last Chance You on the show. And we put him in contact with the Pride. And I think now two of their guys from the Pride are actually going over to Laney next year to, to play for, for the Juco team over there. So, I mean, you know, fingers crossed we'll follow them. One of them's from Manchester, so I was, I was you know, really supportive of that. So it just it just shows how receptive a lot of the time it's just for the American How receptive? Guys. Mate, he downloaded WhatsApp to communicate with me. He never had WhatsApp, and he, he got WhatsApp to talk to him. <laughs> what John a hero it. John Beam is, by the way. I think especially for, for big guys as well, because I think yeah. there's, a, there's a bit of a shortage of big guys in the States now, again, just because of that whole thing. So if, you, if, you're a, if you're a big kid who can move and you're strong, uh, you've got a real chance, a real good chance of, of you know, get into a good school and things like that. You know, you look at we've got, you know, we've got Bam, um Bam from the Blitz, who's at oh, I can't remember what college he's yeah, at. He's, uh, yeah, where is he at? He's at Utah. Is it? Yeah, one of those places. Anyway, great school anyway. Um yeah. obviously he's a good athlete, but you know he's he's a, he's a big guy. He's done a lot to change his body. And yeah. you know, you do those you do those things right. I think as a big guy actually I feel like you sometimes even have a better chance because it's yeah. Not as many. You can't put a price on it, can you? You can't. You can't grow that. It's not something. Well, I'm sure in Iowa they've got different verdicts on it, but yeah, you, you traditionally can't grow like big guys. For some reason, Iowa just seems to have massive guys all the time. But other than that, um, yeah, you, it's just not something you can get. Is it? You can. You can work on your technique, and you can work on your fundamentals. And you, I suppose you can get fast, can't you? Um, you you've proven that, but I can't. <laughs> And there's, and there's guys, there's guys that are really changing things up, right? Like you've got, um, you've got Seydou, who's come from the academy now, and he's he's um, committed to uh, is Alabama, I think he committed to yeah. uh, Arkansas, I think Arkansas oh, State. Yeah. And we've got, you know, next we've even got like, George Reynolds. He's now, you know, he's going to go play um, in a uh, in college in, in in Canada. So I think there's a there's a lot of guys now who are who are proving that British people can can do it. And, and and I think that's really going to open up the doors, and, and their success is is I think is going to change the game for for, for the youngsters growing up over here. It's oh, really, I'll, Adam, give, I'll give you Adam, one to add on your radar. Yeah, go on. I'll <laughs> let you have that one. I was going to say Adam's usually pretty humble about this, but because he's got two, he's got two kids he coached who are now out there as well, both quarterbacks. So he's got Justin. Oh, see you soon. Kowalak. Justin Kowalak, who's just won the Chicago Elite Eleven, so he's going to the Elite Eleven, and he played in Gateshead. Yeah, he's one to add, and then what's what's your what's your mate called as well? Hussein, 
Who's saying Sim, so... Yeah, and he's just gone out to play high school and yet quarterback. So we're, we're hoping we get a couple of quarterbacks to. Uh, you said, I know you said little mate, but he's he's six foot four and fifteen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like. We're, we're hoping Justin's the first Div One uh, British-based college quarterback, aren't we? Really, that's that's what we're praying for. Two offers. Two offers. Um, so I mean, Jason, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Have, have you got anything, any more that you want to kind of add in terms of your role and you know what people do if, if they want to get involved in the flag community for the NFL or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would definitely say, look, I mean, the the raffle community needs to understand that you know we're we're, we're here to help, and like mm. we we want to collaborate as much as possible where possible to really help grow your sport, right? I know sometimes people ask, oh, why can't the NFL just chuck a million in? And um, and I know, but it's like, it, it's obviously, it, it's not as easy as that. However, there's a lot of things that we're doing in terms of trying to grow the sport at, you know, at youth and the grassroots level. Um, and ultimately, like, you know, we want to create enough kids to come and play and, and go into all these, into all your teams. So, yeah, yeah like, like, get in touch. You know, we've got um, NFL.com, you know, forward slash UK flag. Uh, that's how you register if you want to take part in the, pro- the program, if you are a Baffer team and, you know, you need, you need help, whether it be equipment or what have you, like, just let us know and, and you know, we'll, we'll help where we can because ultimately, you know, we're, we're all we're all in this together, right? And yeah. I think if, if, if we when we get loads of kids and then you've got a place for your kids, those kids to go, like, that's the dream. Like, we all, yeah, we all want this sport to be bigger. So, like, let's collaborate. Like, I, I even think between teams and everything, like, I think, you know, come especially coming out of COVID, right, we just need to, like, just really, you know, kind of stop this. I feel like sometimes there's this, like, this big thing around ownership and, and people not, you know, and it's, like, it's nearly too competitive. It's, like, we actually need to be more collaborative um, yeah, yeah. to really share that knowledge and education and all these pieces, right? And I think we do this, um, and, you know, the, sport, the sport's going to be great in the, in, you know, in the coming years. I yeah, love that. I love that you just said that. Northeast Giants, just pay attention. Yeah, I've already <laughs> asked you on Emerge and things. Yeah, we'll just... <laughs> well, Actually, Adam, were, you, were, you, were you there when we brought up um, uh, Michael Irvin and those guys? Nah, you took them to the wrong team, you see. You took oh, them to those sorry, guys. Sorry. Didn't bring them a Gator, did you? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, you ruined it. You ruined it then. <laughs> and if you, uh, if, Jason, if you ever want to hook us up with any of these names you keep dropping, then, you know, you can always tell them you had a great time on the show. We were really nice guys and they can come on and talk football any day. <laughs> but before we let you go, um, we, 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 go, we have to ask you the question we ask all oh, our I've guests. I've got to ask him one, one particular well, question before we even go into the normal ones. Well, we're entering into a, into a flag tournament soon, right? With a load of other like podcasts and people in the British community. is like a big thing going on with uh, the Dukes guys. They're hosting like, this tour. Do you want to come play on our team, mate? We need players. Like, <laughs> you want to come join on our team? <laughs> I, think, I think my levels of inactivity since COVID are shocking. So I think. A hundred. <laughs> I, I honestly, a million percent guarantee you're more active than us two. So I can just say that now. Uh, yeah, well, if you are free and you want to come and play for us, we are recruiting team members. Um, but one of the questions we always ask, and I think this is absolutely the best person to ask this question to. I can't think yeah. of it. So this is our favourite question to ask our guests. So the NFL has closed down its doors. It's no longer the NFL, but it's a redraft, but it's only flag teams. So it's, so you get, you're get you a GM, and you've got now to pick your dream NFL flag team. So the only caveat, they've got to play both sides of the ball. Um, so you get to pick one quarterback. He's your starting quarterback. It's not a snake draft. You just get the top picks because we like it and you're on our show. Um, you get a running back, tight end slash centre, 
traditionally, and then three wide receivers. And is that from the current 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 crop? Current. All right. So you, so we have they've got to play both ways though as well. So they're playing defense as well. Okay. So, so got, if you put Tom Brady, you get an outed. Yeah, yeah, you can have Travis Kelsey at centre. That's good. Yeah, Travis Kelsey at centre. We'll probably go. We'll go Saquon Barkley for running back. Man, we'll go. Tricky one. We'll go. We'll have to go. We'll have to go Odell Beckham. Um, We'll have. We'll have to have him. We'll have to have. that's just fuzzy in the academy ambassador, isn't it? That's what that was. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> We've got um Juju Smith Schuster. Academy ambassador, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Irvin. <laughs> Alright, Tyreek Hill, obviously. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I might as well just say just chuck the Chiefs on and then we'll just we'll just score more than people, more more points. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, that's a point. See, you missed out like a really easy trick one, right? You, oh. you need DK Metcalf in that team for the defensive side of stuff you can do. Like when he tracked that guy down and just yeah, leveled fair. him. Fair. Yeah, but then, fair. but then, to be fair. fair, then you could just put Jalen Ramsey on him and he won't make a play. So, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't like when they say DBs and receivers that can't. Ramsey catch caught one in the Pro Bowl. DBs have got great hands. DBs actually got yeah. great hands. I, I, yeah. The more and more I think about the team, the more and more I think I would just take absolute out and out DBs and then like safeties, just like as running back. So I think defense would win championships in this. That's, that's, a, good, I think that's a good point, yeah. That's a really yeah. good point. Uh, Jamal Adams playing running back, I like that. And then like I'd take a, like a, a nifty linebacker at center to like I don't know, like a Roquan Smith or something playing there. I think you could have a decent a quarterback for quarterback. Lamar Jackson probably because he can just run. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, absolute pleasure having you on, Jason. You're welcome back That's anytime. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And it's, it's so good to see. Obviously, you you was at the Blitz. You played all over. You know, your journey is fantastic. But now you're working for the NFL, so you know it's good for us to know at Bath level that you know we got someone representing at that level who knows the sport, knows the games. You know, just even someone saying, "Do you know Gateshead?" You know, there's only about 15 knew people them. in the world. Clip it, dude. Clip it. Knows it. <laughs> knows it. So, you know, so some crap the pictures. Clip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's good for us, you know, at the back level to know that that's there. So, absolute pleasure to have you on, Jason, and thanks for joining us, man. Awesome. Cheers, James. Thanks. Right. Thanks. Cheers. See you later, man. See you soon. Yeah, Cheers, man. Bye. Thank you. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. No, that was awesome, having Jason. That was awesome. Yeah, really good. Yeah, really, really good. Good to see. You know, obviously, I look like just the fact that he's played Blitz understands it, and he's representing us at the kind of like at the NFL level for the NFL UK. It's just awesome to see it. So it's really, really good. We've had this come up next. Goal for us, Brits is a QB in a major D one conference. We can do it. And maybe one year or so, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the season. Give it a season. I, th- I think Hussein's going to be the first like kind of like true Brit, full like, Brit true Brit. Yeah, yeah. Justin's kind of like. Hot, he's hot and married, isn't he? Yeah, it's like Phoebe playing for Britain. Like, yeah, it's good to have Phoebe, she's class, but yeah, you get it. She's not got the Archer accent, has she? <laughs> <laughs> she's not got a Jordan. I'd love to see Phoebe with a Yorkshire accent or a Jordan accent. So, no, I reckon she could do like, I reckon she could pull yeah. off a Yorkshire next accent. We're gonna we get, get a run, Phoebe. If next you're watching, time, next time we get a run, I was talking to her last week actually. I think we're gonna do a show with her, but it's gonna be a bit different to. 
know, how was it coaching up the Bills? Because I'm sure she'll answer that a million and ten times. She answered it yesterday as well. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the show yesterday, and she was like, um, she was like, I'm Phoebe, you know, I'm the coach of this, and I coach that. And I was like, and there's a big one at Roundville Hills. Where did you coach? <laughs> she was like, yeah. She was like, do you really want to see it? I was like, look, this has got the Britball logo on. You see you at the Bills now. <laughs> yeah. um, no, oh, we've just had a good show there. Elliot Hoyt would be great to have on the show. We are in talk with Elliot, actually. Elliot keeps popping up. We're trying to get some dates together to get Elliot onto the show. Yeah. Uh, he was love from the pride for that. Yeah, real proud. We have to say, I think we're obliged to say yeah. it every time. Roll pride. pride. Roll pride. Uh, hopefully, we, we're constantly in touch with people in terms of getting the, the full schedule. I think everyone kind of knows the schedule, but nobody knows the schedule fully because they're still finding out some details. Um, You're so- playing locally. That's all it is. <laughs> um, so hopefully once we get that on, we'll, uh, we'll have a debrief of that. We've got a couple of good things lined up, and obviously we're going to keep expanding the team. So if you're interested in getting involved at all, Helping us out, social media, anything. It's still. I do want to. I do want to push this. Uh, this Duke's tournament as well. Really want to push this. So we're hoping to actually enter two teams. Okay, so you might have seen it. Um, what's the the title of it called again for the Dukes? I have no idea. Oh, there's me. You look. I, I completely you look good. Even if I knew it, I'm going to leave you hanging on this. Well, I can just get it now. I'll get on my phone and find it out. Now, but the Dukes are basically doing it. Um, a flag tournament for all over. It's the the Duke's Royal Tour. I didn't even have to get onto it. The Duke's Royal Tour that they're doing. And we're going to enter a team in two locations. I can only announce one of them at the moment because I can't see where the other one's going to be because they haven't announced that it's there. So uh, we're going to have one in Manchester. Right. <laughs> one somewhere else. I wonder so, if he could guess by the two yeah. hosts we've got on here where the other one will be. So... <laughs> We are looking for players that want to come and play that. It's, uh, I think we're we're gonna fund it and stuff, and we might, might try and get some nice jerseys and stuff made, and hopefully raise some money for one of our charities that we're looking to do. Uh, Tom, if you're in the chat there now, if you've uh, played QB and you fancy a little uh, throw the dice again, we we could do. Manchester <laughs> team looks good. <laughs> yeah, when when we need a uh, we need we need some. Need some players, mate. So if you want, if you fancy joining the Bruballing team for a, a flag tournament coming up pretty soon, then uh, give us a shout. But it's been absolute pleasure. Thanks everyone for joining us, um, and we'll see you next week. Same yeah, time. see you next week. We'll probably be joined by Tash next week if we can get a run. Yeah, or she'll do the Sunday show because she's better than us. Yeah, she's better than us. Yeah. Anyway, oh, we'll well, fair, we didn't do bad for viewers. I thought a lot of people would be in the pub, so it wasn't too bad. And thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you next week. Um, bye bye. Pub time. Pub time.